I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hey everyone, this is Danica. And this is Jan. And this is Valerie. And today we watched the Japanese movie A Letter to Momo. Uh, which I had been really excited to to see. I, I actually, the scene where they first meet, um, I watched that whole scene and it was great. <laughs> and that was, and that made me very excited to watch the whole movie. But anyways, this is a great movie, or I thought it was a very interesting movie. Um, let's, who wants to do a plot synopsis? All right. It was a great movie. Great movie. Uh, okay. I will say that this movie is about a girl, Momo, and her mom, uh, dealing with the aftermath of a, I guess, just I can say. We can say who died. Yeah, that uh, her, Momo's dad, um, her mom's husband. Yeah. yeah uh, the dad dies and um, things, you know, have to change because of it. And so they both are kind of kind of dealing with the aftermath of that. And right. then also um, she discovers some... I mean, the subtitles use the term goblins. Yes. Um, My guess is Kami would be more accurate, but I don't, I'm not sure for sure. Yeah. So she discovers some uh, goblins that are living in the the new house with her and her mom uh, and and hijinks ensue. (laughs) Hijinks ensue and also a lot of instances that make us cry. Yes, that too. (laughs) I feel like you were crying for like a third of the movie. Oh, it was just a lot. (laughs) And they move from Tokyo to a little island where oh, her yes. aunt and uncle are. Yeah, so it's not it's all it's the aftermath of this death, but also like Momo is dealing with you know moving from a big place to a little place and all that sort yeah. of stuff too, along with all the feelings she already has. So it's it's basically about that, and and the, of course the goblin story and that story end up like meshing with the overall themes and how everything comes together, but. Yeah, um, I definitely recommend it. I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, would you two recommend it, you think? Absolutely. I would recommend it. Yeah. Highly. Oh, of course I would recommend it. It was just really good. Uh, very emotional. Um, yeah, I still feel very emotional. I feel, I feel like yeah. your voice is still yeah, shaking yeah. almost, but yes. But, Amazing animation, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it also, you know, felt, you know, really real. Yeah. Like nothing... Uh, the characters felt... Despite having, like, these monster guys as yeah. some of the main characters. But, like, their reactions and how they're processing it felt real, and it was, it was really good. Yeah. It is. It is. The thing I love about this animation is you get just so caught up in it because it does feel so real. These characters are so fleshed out. Their reactions, and they can just tear your heart out yeah. or just, yeah. Um, and the uh, fun fact um, is the director is Hiroyuki uh, Okiura, and he also directed a movie called Jinro the Wolf Brigade. I haven't personally seen that, but I used to, when I was younger, be in the AMV anime music video scene. So I've seen clips of it let's say (laughs) and i know that it is at one point in the movie a woman is ripped apart by wolves so it's not a like happy movie in my understanding um and not a for kids movie in my understanding so this was not to say that this is a just 
everything's always happy in this movie, but it's definitely more lighthearted than my understanding of his previous work is, um, which I, which I find interesting. Um, this is also actually his fir- the first film he directed in 11 years. So between Genro oh, wow. and this, he didn't direct anything. Uh, he spent like seven years coming up with the script, directing it and storyboarding it. So he was all in on this one and yeah. he did a great job. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get specific. Let's start talking about the story and the characters. I mean, start with story stuff, but it's, I mean. Just so, such a compelling story. It's certainly something that's relatable, but it's just so heartfelt. And I love it because it, there's a lot of personal growth. There is a lot of dynamic and relationship between she, uh, Momo, and her mother. And there's just, and then of course, Momo and the goblins it's just an amazing it's i was fully engaged it was such a well well written well told story yeah i agree yeah i i think all the characters uh fit nobody seemed superfluous um yeah uh, momo her her animation and her characterization some of the silly things that she did so funny and felt so real yeah i put that like She's really muted and withdrawn around most people and in a lot of the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Which then, like, having that contrast when she starts having the really big emotions, when she's scared and when she gets upset and all that sort of thing. Is yeah. She, she has these interesting contrasts between, like, kind of muting herself, but then also being having these kind of really big... She is. She is yeah. such an introverted character. Yeah. And she's so awkward. She's so pain, <laughs> painfully socially awkward. Yes. Oh. Yes, she is. Uh, yes. Yeah. I put that when uh, in the beginning when they were getting off the ferry and going through the streets and stuff like that during the opening, it reminded me of being in Japan. Yeah, it was It was very lovely. Uh, it was definitely interesting seeing some of the, it felt like, Maybe a little bit older architecture than we saw, but I mean, sure, yeah. just uh, the, living on an island. The steps up into the attic reminded me of that shrine that we went to where we had to go up those giant steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, well, the ferry ride over her, she and her mother standing on the ferry, and she's standing in the ferry. It was so realistic. I just pictured, because as you know, on some of our family reunions, we'll be on some kind of paddle boat or ferry or... I don't know, or even a fairy that gets us across. And I literally could just picture, yeah. like, Tivia or, you know, or one of my nieces or somebody and or one of the kids just standing there. It was I, have, just... I have this in the animation section, but I put that, like, I feel like the hyper-realism that a lot of the movie have really helps the supernatural stuff kind of stand out. Yeah. Um, mm, good point. And, and um, this is early to be kind of talking about this question but you know we i i i've tried to ask um uh, the question of would this work as well in live action and i don't feel like this would because it, it would be hard to buy the the goblin characters yeah and i feel like the the animation like tries so hard to, and does so well at mimicking life that like it you don't need it to be live action. Like it, it's sort of a hyper realistic version of our actual reality. Yeah. And but then because it is still animated, these these monster guys can just fit into it. Yeah, I mean, but they're at odds with it. But also because it's animation, they work with it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, seeing monster characters in a real life thing, usually if they don't have the time or the budget, 
it 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 the fakeness of it all is just really jarring. Yeah, the CGI would be kind of would be like not believable, or if if it was. Um, actual physical outfits and they're not going to be able to have the level of expressiveness that they have in the movie. And so you might buy into them some, but not to the same extent because you can't see their emotions as well. Like especially, especially the kind of, um, uh, he, he reminded me sort of of, a um, Iwa or, uh, Kawa. I think Kawa. The frog. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He, he, his express, he really had a lot of expressive emotions and stuff that it wouldn't have been, it would have been, wouldn't have been there if it had been like a puppet or someone in a suit or something like that. Well, also they, at the beginning too, is when they go from, um, ethereal to corporeal yeah they're like these little cute raindrop things yeah well not only that but when they're all shadow yes yes and they go and 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 then she starts seeing them and and they're more solidified and they become more corporeal i don't think you could pull that off in live not as i don't think it would work as well yeah it would it would have believably the effects would have had to be really really well integrated to not kind of feel jarring and pull you out of it to some extent i think the uh, uh, Detective Pikachu did a good job at combining those. Yeah. But I wonder if part of it was us knowing the design so well and and, mm. and and that doing some of the work. And for at least us as a Western audience, not knowing uh, Japanese, you know, like uh, spirits and monsters and things, those designs as well, if it would have been harder to... Oh, like, sure, if, sure. If, if they, you know, do the same amount of work and we're like, you know that looks really good. And then we see it and we're like, those look really weird as opposed to like Pokemon. We're like, Oh yeah, that's whoever that's Pikachu. That's uh Charmander. And, and, and that you're doing the work because you know it. So yeah, I don't know. I think I, of it like, maybe could have been done, but I think of like think the, the live it. action death note and how they have Oof. the CG version of Ryuk, which looks pretty good. I didn't watch the movie. Like, so. it, <laughs> like it looks, I didn't watch it either. I've just seen clips and stuff, but the, the CGI version of Ryuk looks pretty good, but mm-hmm. it's still like, this cgi character that's in there that's a good point and if it's not like the thing with pokemon is that it's this world that's filled with these cgi characters if it's just these three dudes it has to be because because you're always trained on them Mm -hmm. with your eyes it would be so hard to make those effects good enough to really stand the scrutiny of a whole film sure with pokemon they, they they mostly had to nail pikachu yeah because you're gonna constantly see pikachu and then every everything else, there's so much to draw your eye to. And also, Pokemon are generally not very human-shaped. Sure. And two of the three of these guys <laughs> are overall quite human-shaped. Yeah. And the closer you are to human, the harder it is to buy a CGI version. Yeah. yeah. And the depth of her character. I don't know if you... Oh, yeah. If, if, that doesn't... I think what you we would were, lose that. Oh, because, I see what you're saying. yeah, if you went from animation to live action it just was so well you'd have done. to have a very good actress certainly. yeah yeah you it is just was just so well that done. could feasibly be done but yeah you'd have to have a very good actress I playing mean, that role yeah. yeah the combination of yeah of the animation and and the and the pauses that i feel like you can get mm-hmm. get by with animation that in live action to me you need I a, don't a know. good actress yeah yeah no but like the the Design choices were like, yeah, she's very introverted, which it's like, yeah, if you think back to when you were a teen, at mm-hmm. least certain types relate. of us are just like, I don't know you, like, I'm just hey, yeah, gonna like, way, yeah, be it, quiet and get through this so I can 
you know, she like asked on. a direct question by that guy at one point, and she just, just kind of turns and leaves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her way of dealing with people, if when they're asking her whatever, is she just doesn't. She just kind of looks at them like, and then minimum leave. of politeness. Like, like maybe, like maybe you can kind of see the cogs turning for a second. She's like, I have nothing to say to this, and I'm comfortable saying bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, she's uh, so then, painfully uh, awkward. What, what did she do when she was? She was laying on the uh, on the oh, floor, was like so... watching TV. Instead of like getting up or anything, she just pushes herself across the floor with her feet. It Amazing! That was, was, was so. It's like yes, yeah, that's some perfect animation. That was so relatable. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's try to focus in a little more on the story and characters, even though the animation affects that so much. I know, but we did have a long right. tangent with. Okay. Anyways, um, so yeah. yes. Um, uh, Momo was great. Uh, yes. Uh, her mom, Ikuko. Yes. Uh, given the whole arc of the film, like uh, going back to how she was in the beginning, like she was really good. I mm-hmm. think uh, her motivations and all of that and how she acted. Mm-hmm. Like after the whole film, it shows a lot of depth. That whole thing, with the thing where she asked that guy if he was single. Oh, that was so uh, mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the mom again. One of the most painful moments between parent and child. She's trying to make help Momo make friends, and so she asks this. Young and guy, maybe are you and s- maybe more given the are know. you single line. Are you single and whatever and try Amazing. and then can you introduce her to your friends and yes. blah blah blah. It's like Mortifying. oh, Momo, you oh just you're see. not gonna ask him? Fine. Yeah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll make it even worse. And you can like see her panicking him. when she realizes that her mom's gonna say stuff. She's like, no 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh uh, oh, I like so this the... boy that she's going to oh, yeah. talk to no, is, is Yota, and he overall oh, yeah. the whole film. He was a very good character. Yeah, I uh, felt like very understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one scene with the before the grandpa comes in, or then when he comes in, you're it, it's fun because I don't know if he's trying to be cool or whatever. But then you, when the grandpa comes back, he's like, "Why didn't you come back? Like I could have used your help." Yeah, yeah. Well, he, like, he goes where? Because he, he, he says like, like my grandpa could explain it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was basically showing her his grandfather's boats. These neat boats that you know they yeah um at, that come into They're play. Like these ceremonial the little things, ceremonial. not something anyone could actually ride. But right, yeah. but yeah, and it was so great. So yeah, him and he his sister uh, yes. Umi, adorable. She could adorable. she could see the the goblins. She yes. was the only other one who was able to see them. And and presumably because she's young, because I've definitely seen a thing in other in other Japanese films of like the young are more attuned to being able to see that sort of thing. Like Totoro, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the Yoda was like, she's weird. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then yes, finally the uh, three. Well, wait goblet. before before oh, we get before to them, the... I wanted to say um, much more minor character, but Ooh, the yes. the aunt. Oh. I loved her really subtle like stopping the uncle from smoking. Yeah, like they had the conversation, and and it's basically like, no, you can't. It's fine. And so he starts getting it, and the aunt just kind of like puts his hand down like nope yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. she doesn't say anything just kind of sets it down and he just realizes okay i'm not gonna do that right now and they i do, like both that aunt, aunt. they oh, do cool. something similar yeah. with, with the aunt again where i think it's just a characterization of like uh nonverbal communication where uh in a spoiler scene uh momo is is next to a character and and to make space the grandma or the aunt like kind of taps her in and yeah. just like uh 
motions or gestures her hand to, to scoot over and so yeah. she can sit down. So, yeah. It's yeah. very good characterization of her. Yeah. And yeah, the uncle was fun too, yeah. you were saying, Mom? Yeah. I just, yeah, I really, really like the aunt and uncle who were, this is who um, Momo and her mother move in with. Yes. Their, yes. you know, their little... I want to say estate, but because it, it's like a little, it feels like a group yeah. of housing. And yeah, it's got a you know. No, it seems like they're decently buildings. well off to have that much space, or just they've just had this for maybe it's generational. Very possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what's the name of the uh, delivery guy? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, let me. He's s- a trip. I have the characters here, but I'm not actually sure what name goes with everybody. Is he Kazuo? Might be Koichi. Koichi, maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. I don't know. He was fun, though. Yeah, the delivery guy, a uh, bit scatterbrained of like... A childhood friend of the mom, I think. Yes, yeah. yes. And he's like, here's your mail. And it's like, this is a, from for across the street. And he's like, ah, I must have given you theirs or given them yours. <laughs> Which is a recurring thing, apparently. Yes. Yeah, because at one point he stops Momo in the town when she's kind of... She's occupied. But he's like, Momo, I just made three mistakes today. And... Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to? <laughs> That's a good thing. Yes. Do you want to start talking about the three goblins? The sure. Goblins, Kami, Mame, whatever they are. I think. Yeah, Iwa, Kawa, and Mame. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> Mame's the cutest. Mame's yeah. Mame's good. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the whole scene where they first actually talk to each other that whole yeah that scene is great. The one where she, they, she's sitting in the the bench by the shrine, or no, 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 where she's um, under the blanket sleeping. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then she like throws the blanket off and has the broom, and she gets the thing and is gonna break it, and just yeah. that whole exchange is great. Yeah, it's like they call her like, oh, where's the princess? It's like, oh, she's probably sleeping. <laughs> yeah. But she's faking it because she hears them and she's yes. she's gonna attack. Yeah, that yeah. whole because she she found out from her uncle or someone from that, uncle, that yeah. great uncle to yeah. how to handle Is goblins. Is great uncle amount? Well, it's the mom's uncle, so to her, to Momo, it's her great uncle. Gotcha. Now. You know that she has to give them, I don't know, a firm look and and stand up to yeah. them and whatever. To scare them, and so she's determined to do that, even though she's terrified under her blanket. <laughs> so there's there's three there's three of them. One guy's really big and like has an open mouth all the time. I think he's like I guess an ogreish type guy. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen that sort of monster design before in, in Japanese stuff. But yeah, his mouth is always open. Uh, one guy's kind of frog kappa ish sort of dude. He's not yeah. a kappa because he doesn't have the whole ball That's on his head Kala. thing. But mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, and then the smaller little guy is Mame. Yes, and he's, he's just got like these wide eyes that are open all the time. He doesn't express. He doesn't emote a whole lot. Uh, he has a very long tongue that just lulls out of his mouth yeah. sometimes. I think that I he's think, qu- he's quiet overall. I think it was said that he was like a monkey. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, he's he's good. Uh, he's, His character is very forgetful. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, and yes. And at one point, he's doing something, and he's like, there's this long pause, and then he all of a sudden realizes he doesn't know how to read or write. Yes. <laughs> well, well, his task was to write a letter, yeah. And yes. then he's, he's sitting there, like, staring at it, and then remembers... He does not have the skills to do this. <laughs> he also has a line where he says, I chased a butterfly and got hit by a car, which is pretty indicative of his whole character. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then the whole montage of Momo and them living together. Uh, that, that, was, that bit was fun. That was like a, just a little sitcom thing. Basically. Just, like, just a oh, bunch of little isolated guys. scenes of them interacting in different ways. Yes, her like, and stopping all, their bad habits. Yes. And, the, and they, they have like to bad steal habits. stuff because they're constantly hungry. Hungry, right. I was going to say they're, they're like, yeah, they're consistently hungry, so they keep stealing crops and things. But also, what is the one who is the mid that's kind of the fish frog Kawa. face? Kawa, 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 Kawa. He seems to get more than just food, like little like trinkets. No, like he steals other stuff too. Even, <laughs> even Iwa, because he was uh, putting on her hat. Oh, that's yeah. right. And yeah. then in one scene where they're doing the dance, he has I think, a like a little girl's hat. It looks like he has a hat and then like a purse. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, no, they just keep and stealing has things. Umi's raincoat at some point. They just like to take stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, he, when he pushes her into the water. So there's a whole ongoing thing. These kids, there's this big bridge that these kids like to jump off into the water. Um, and so what? What's his name? Something with Y. Oh. Uh, Yota. Yota, uh, you know, tries to invite Momo there and stuff to hang out with him and to jump into the water, but she's scared of doing it. Probably related to the fact of how her dad died. Um. But yeah, she she's scared to jump. And so there's a scene where she is at a much smaller area trying to jump into some water. And Iwa just like pushes her into it. <laughs> and then she like scrambles back up and then he pushes her in again. Yes, that was very good. That was yes. the comedic timing of that scene was very good. And then that whole boar scene was a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was great. They were, she's trying to not have them steal. So she's trying to go up to these uh, tiered gardens to the top of it, past the tiered gardens into... Basically, where wilderness. there'd be forage, yeah, yeah, wilderness, so that they could forage and get food and vegetables and all, because supposedly they don't want to fish. They don't like fish to, you know, so they can eat. It makes it makes uh, sawa gassy, I believe. Yes. Kawa, yes. Kawa gassy. And there's some kind of, on a track, some kind of contraption, like a little cart. elevator cart thing yeah. That's, that they're going up. I, they I grab... would assume it, it you can have yourself on it and then for farmers they probably like put whatever equipment they're going to use. Yeah, and you see yeah, that near the go... end where there's like a box in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, tiered like the, the you know, like the pyramids, you know, all these steps up, but it's Because the terraced. island is like a hill, basically. Right. So it's terraced They don't have a lot gardens. of, because there's a conversation at one point where they're, it's like they don't have a lot of flat land, so they built these tiers so that they can still have up. Yeah. Yeah. So when they're almost, you know, past the gardens, then there's this whole family of boars. Yes. Uh, you know, these uh, two adult boars with about at least three five, four. three, four, five yeah. um, babies. And two of the goblins grab up all the babies and are running up and jumping just on the I- cart. It's just Iwa and Kawa. Yes. Because Mame is not in this scene. That's Mame. right. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And needless to say, the boars do not let the babies go and track without them to the ends of the earth. And, yeah, and without a fight, and and they get the babies back. Yeah, there's this whole <laughs> scene that Iwa, Iwa uses his, his speed to push the cart at one point. Yeah. Kawa uses his special power, which is a terrible yeah, fart, farts, to knock yeah. aside a boar at one, time, at one point. They still do not manage to get away with the boars that they are, desperately want to eat. Yeah, yes. because they need protein and other, you know, the, just the vegetables. Sure. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> and then it, and then they apparently get up there and it's there's no uh, wild fruit or vegetables because the boars must have eaten them. So. Yeah. 
And but two, they discover a beautiful view. Yes. <laughs> and so the shenanigans that the goblins do are corporeal. I mean, they are literally yes. stealing and eating things, but no one else can see them, of course, other... Um, There's like a part where the guy who rides around on his scooter, yes. uh, Iwa like sits on the back of it, and like the guy notices his thing shift and like his cart moving slower, but he just can't see anything. So yeah, in essence, when... Oh, we didn't know, even say... A big the, the reason that she sees them is because when they come down... As from the sky, they cut, they're they basically these little raindrops and they land on her head and it's touching them lets you be able to see them. Yeah. And maybe also just if you're a kid. Maybe. Yeah, it's not clear on, on why the right. sister can see. but Right. So, but anyway, th- then Momo gets, people think that she's done what they're doing. Yes. So at one well, point. Well, I don't think there's a whole bunch of. Not a lot of people. Just in a scene, especially with her mother, because then, you know, they're little kleptos and they like to steal things. And then. She's trying to stop them from stealing. Yeah. And yet. Then yeah. her mom thinks it was her. Yeah. And anything else with, with that specifically? Anything with voice acting that you guys wanted to talk about too? Um, we listened to tell how we listened, to, you know, to it. We we had English subtitles. Oh yeah, we had we the. Had... I always try to listen to the original right audio, original language audio that it was made with. Um, so yeah, we listened to the original Japanese with um, English subtitles. I think it was the subtitles for the English dub also because there was once or there was a, a small handful of times where it would have a subtitle, but you couldn't actually hear anyone saying anything. Um... And I think it's. Because there was a line added in or something in the English version. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So they probably call them goblins in the English, but yeah. And it's what they call them on the wiki, but I would, I would assume that Kami is more accurate, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, I feel like I I liked, I thought all the voices fit really. I really enjoyed them all. It, Mm -hmm. It it made the characters really, it enhanced the characters to me. Fun fact, the mom is voiced by Yuka, who is a um, singer mm. um, in Japan and ha- has sung a lot of songs for different anime stuff, including uh, several ending songs for, to several DBZ movies. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, I thought they all did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, even like the aunt and uncle, they mm-hmm. felt their age. When I, I mean, first started, when I first started it, um, the, the English language track was on at first and um we only heard like half of a line or two of english but it wasn't amazing and then when we and then when we started listening to the japanese we valor and i were immediately like oh that's much better yeah (laughs) Yeah. well it is just you know that that the voice quality the tone the inflections all of that it's just so hit or miss when you get to dub exactly because i think of the aunt and uncle i mean i believed them their ages Mm -hmm. that they were supposed to be you know, even the goblins, they, you know, just all of the voices, of course, Dubs can be Momo great, and but they mom. can also be terrible and, it, and they can also be just somewhere in between. And I just generally want to go with what was originally there because that's going to have like the original voice acting directors, <laughs> yeah. like having the performance as, as close as to what they want. Like, I want to get as close to the original as possible because, yeah, you get into dubs and it's just... Maybe maybe this actor does a great job getting close to what this character is in, in the original language, but this one's pretty far off. Or maybe they're all great. Like, I love the Full Metal Alchemist dub, but like, yeah, yeah. I just generally prefer to go with the original because well, anyway, it I can be such a gamble. Act. Yeah, the voice acting, I think, was spot on. Excellent. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, let's talk some more because we already talked some about animation. Um, I wow. wanted to mention that the beautiful <laughs> opening scenery. Wow, wow. <laughs> um, one one of the things I really liked, um, which you don't necessarily see in all Japanese animated stuff, is I really liked the detailed facial expressions. And for mm-hmm. instance, the laugh lines under people's eyes when they would laugh and stuff like that. The way yeah. that their mouths would move and they would have little creases around the mouth and stuff like that. Like the, the detail in the facial animation is, is definitely not something that, that I see in every, in every Japanese movie, even like Mm. Miyazaki's stuff. Like they have other details that they focus on, but that doesn't tend to be one of them. And this, it was really a focus in this one. And I thought that was, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, with uh, Momo, uh, her uh, physical mannerisms, (laughs) were were so good like yes. uh, there was one where she just kind of like leans her head and it's just like leaning to the side just i don't know it just felt real yes. like mm-hmm. similar to totoro and uh the youngest sister which i forget her name like her being a toddler like momo just felt like this preteen girl who is just filled with lots of angst yes, yes just like has so much emotion but not sure how to express it yeah so it just comes out and like maybe she's whiny sometimes or maybe she's just totally closed up in another time mm-hmm. it's very good yeah even like her putting her shoe on and off there's one scene where she feels like she's running for her life before the goblins become corporeal where she's still seeing them more as you know as shadows and and she's just running for her life and she loses a shoe. And then she's like beating them before they come to her to go run back and get her, her slipper, like her sandal back on. But everything, yeah, so so realistic. Her body yeah. movements, her actions. But then everything too, everything from nature from the boat ride over initially, the boat itself, the way her hair moved in the wind. Just all of the animation just blew me away. Yeah, it and was then, amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah, and then like the the uh, spirits had their yes. I want to talk about that too. Their own just like quirks. Mame was probably the most fun. I think yes, being this like little oh, okay. monkey. Yeah. I, I I was also thinking. So you already mentioned the scene where Mame has, goes and is going to write a, a letter or whatever. Oh no, um, no! And that's not the first time you see them, but that's the first time you see so many of them. There's these other spirits or whatever that are on earth and the way that they're animated is much more loose than than the typical animation like their forms are kind of constantly moving and it's kind of they're kind of drawn more sketchily i would say like little looks like a little mushroom guy yeah and it's a cat thing it's really it's really cool how it differentiates it makes that like the our, our, our three main goblin characters are drawn in the same style as the rest of everything. So they fit in in that way. But these spirits are even more other than them because yes. they're not even drawn in the same style. Yes. It's really interesting. I really like yes, how that was very done. Very simple forms. Um, like I said, there's like mushroom cat guys, but there's also like this kind of snake wormy guy. Yeah, yeah. Just lots of different. All sorts of little funky guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. In that sense, it reminded me of Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist, where some of the the ones that can turn into things and kill you. Homunculus. Oh, the, yeah, the, the uh, yeah, yeah, where they were shifting into different forms, mm. or some of them would just be some. And sometimes the animation gets a thing. bit looser and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can, I can kind of like imagine like with with their eyes would spark sometimes, and there would be like more sketchy stuff. Yeah, I can picture some of that. 
Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist is great. Yes. <laughs> Both the original series, but also Brotherhood especially. Yes. But anyways, was there anything else with the question, with the discussion of if this were live action? Do we feel like we covered that well enough? Was there anything else? I wouldn't want to say, I mean, I, I, I just think it would detract it. It would not be anywhere close to this caliber and yeah. This, You're able this to be level. so precise with animation, with the character mm-hmm. animation and the facial animation, in a way that is harder to do with multiple live action actors. Yeah. And you can just and you can always make sure that the exact emotion that you want is there in the exact way that you want it. And then yeah, I just have a hard, it would be a lot harder to integrate this the goblins and spirits and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything with the sound design. My only note is that, uh, as I put, the sound of those cicadas. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> yeah. um, Making feel like summer. Yes. The uh, in near the end when you the the spirits kind of come back in full force, their little noises were good. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the animation in that scene was really good too when they were coming yes. back there. But we can talk about that in spoilers. Yeah, yeah. The storm noises and everything from things slamming, op- you know, open or the rain falling or hitting mm-hmm. and just, yeah, just so well done. The sound yeah, was yeah. excellent. was, yeah, very effective. Um, I didn't, there wasn't a whole lot of, there was a couple of points where I kind of noticed the music and was like, mm, this is nice. And, and it, there wasn't anything where I was ever like, oh, it's amazing. But it was, it's very good. And I think served it very well. The, the composer was Mina Kubota. The, um, the kind of montage where she's living with them, mm, the sitcom yeah. type one. The music was very appropriate. Was yeah, very yeah. <laughs> yeah, at one point, what Valerie's referring to is the dynamic between Momo and the three goblins. It was just almost like a sitcom. It was so But especially comical. that montage where we kept exactly. having the little scenes. It was yeah, great. it was great. It was great. Because again, realize she initially was terrified of oh, them. Yeah. Terrified. And again, they were more you know, ethereal because, and more shadowy. Yeah. And then the more, I don't know what, how that totally like changed, the more she but the more them. she saw them, the more solidified and the more corporeal they became. But yeah. And so, yeah, it, it just, it was hilarious. Um, well, now we're going to go to the section of our podcast that it's named after. How's it hold up? I don't have notes for this section. Do you guys have anything? I I think it holds up. I don't think there was anything. I mean, it's from 2011, so it's not that long ago. But still, we covered Klaus, and we actually had a couple of things, and that came out this year. Yeah. But no, I mean, nothing comes to mind offhand. Because this is a rural, sorry. Yeah, just like the, with the lack of technology, it's hard to pinpoint a time, or it's not, it's just modern. It still felt at least a little more, it felt more relatable to me than, say, Totoro, in that, like, the ferry and stuff like that. I oh, could, because yeah. we went to Japan yeah, what, like, like was... last year. I could relate to some of those things. Yeah, it was modern, but they pro- it looks like a time where they didn't have cell phones. And generally, I think that's a fine time to put things because cell phones yeah. solve lots of problems that generally happen. Yes. Um, you have to put extra effort into, like, decommission the cell phones when somehow, you need them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot it. It was broken. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No and, reception. Yeah, and so, yeah, and with this... I mean, it, you know, again, it was, there were no isms. I didn't see any kind of ism. And it being an island and a, and a more rural setting, mm-hmm. again, there wasn't anything that I think dates it. I think it's going to hold up for yeah. another, I mean, you know, I think. Yeah, no, I, I, really know. the only thing is that she didn't have a cell phone and there wasn't ever discussion of, of using that or anything, but in. So it, it's it's so it's probably before the two thousands, but other than that, it's pretty it's vague enough. And because she's in a rural area, yeah, 
who knows mm-hmm. but yeah no i'm i don't have any i don't have any negativisms that i can think of and i don't think there were any even obvious tropes i don't feel like momo had to be rescued per se the uh, only obvious some... trope that came to my that comes to my mind is when um there's a mirror that her mom cares about mm. and Kawa has it at one point and she is trying to like grab it from him and they're kind of fighting going back and forth and I was like obviously that is gonna for some reason that's gonna come out of his hands and it's gonna smash to the ground yeah and if, and of course it does um that was the only time where I felt like I 100% know what's about to happen um but I mean that doesn't detract from the movie really at all <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, go to our spoiler alert. Skip to 50 minutes and 43 seconds. All right, so ending stuff. Ooh, spoiler. <laughs> uh, yes, there's um, there's a lot. So basically after that mirror that I mentioned gets gets broken is, is when we have um, the mom and Momo... Uh, Ikuko is the mom. Ikuko, yeah. They they have a confrontation in the attic where she's like, "Are you stealing this stuff?" Um, she's not even visibly, at least, that upset about the mirror, though. She's we more ever... upset that Momo might have gotten her. Right, exactly. She's worried about that. Um, and and then about like, where did this stuff come from? Are you stealing? And of course, Momo is like, "You're not going to believe me." And then she tries to tell her the truth, but of course, the mom can't see these these goblins, so she has no reason to believe that. Um, and she ends up slapping her. And um, so there, there. Then she runs off, and then a storm is is gonna hit, and Momo still has run off somewhere, and so the mom is having an asthma attack because of the confrontation, and she gets that under control with the, the with her breather, her inhaler, her inhaler. But then she's going out trying to find Momo because the storm's starting, which is makes it worse, and. She ends up getting sick. Really and do they sick. even say a hurricane? I mean, it's I don't typhoon. Know, typhoon. A typhoon. So, yeah, there, yeah. There, it's, there it's a, it's a major storm. And yeah. Yeah, it shows the TV and the weather guy at one point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was intense, I guess. Just like yeah. I, they did a good job of, of seeding the, the, the uh, breathing problems. They talked yes. about it fairly early on yeah that scene i talked about where the where the aunt has him not smoke the reason that they were even talking about it is because he um she he couldn't usually do it around her because of her asthma stuff but she's like i've got it under control it's fine but the aunt is still like no don't do that yeah yeah so yeah like that early that's very early in the film is our first real thing where we get hints at that yeah and then like that happens but because of that fight it's also very emotionally intense um momo had had a fight with her father before he died yes uh you know you find out in some backstory that she had wanted to do something special for her mom and dad and have them go to a concert that they had done in one of their first dates or their first something date like that, yeah. and he yeah. had she to knew go, it was an important thing to them and he had to go on a business trip um and couldn't be there for that which it, course, it sounds like it sounds like he didn't find that out until that day. Exactly. She was So it was a last a minute cancellation of like, sorry, I can't. I have to go do this. Right. And he didn't know what it was. It was supposed to be a surprise. Right. So, so she gets mad and is like, I don't, like, you're selfish. I don't even care, ba- care if you come back. And she like leaves uh, the tickets there. Yeah. And so he does see the tickets, but that's the last time we see him alive. And then he ends up dying um, during the trip. 
something doesn't the boat sink or something, something i forget with what the happens boat. you yeah. hear the second hand second part of a conversation so it's not very clear yeah and now she's had this big fight with her mother of course and she doesn't know her mom is having an asthma attack but she is just so upset and, and has told her mom that she's changed since her dad has died and that her mom never comes home and never and wants she doesn't to see actually her she and, seems to be forgetting him and stuff like that right yeah she thinks her mom has gone. So then, on. eventually, she's found by some other people, and they say, "Hey, your mom's sick," and she goes back, and and then of course she's upset because she's like, "Oh no! If my mom dies when I'd been fighting with her, I'm gonna feel even worse for the rest of my life. I can't have this happen. I have to save my mom." Yeah. Well, also because while she was by while she was with the um, spirits alone, uh, she realizes that she hasn't been thinking about her mom mm-hmm. and how she feels. Yeah. And that, like, oh, she does, is affected. Yeah, well, she she goes and she opens the cabinet that she remembers her mom closing one time when she walked in and sees that there's this whole album of pictures yeah. of, of her and her husband. And that made us cry. Um, yeah. And you find out that the goblins have really been sent down to see because... Once someone dies, so her father is in an in-between place before he is allowed to go up to the heavens to watch over Momo and her mother. And so the so guardians are sent to do that sent, until... Right, are sent to be the guardians until the time that her father can be her guardian. Mm-hmm. And and so through that, it is in, it's beautiful because part of uh, something that is a thread throughout the story is that Momo has a piece of paper that she carries around because after the fight with her father and after she had done the tickets and said, I don't care if you ever come back after his funeral, you see her in his study and in his room with all of his things going through his drawer. And she finds a, a notepad or a, you know, a letter pad that's, that says dear Momo. And that's all it said was just dear Momo. Of course, in his handwriting, in his handwriting. So now she wants anyway she doesn't know what he would have said and she ends up being able to send a letter to him through the 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 goblins you know guardians well um, or she no asks. she doesn't the the uh, iwa finds that and takes it because he thinks that that was mame starting to write the report that they need to send up to the heavens or whatever. He takes okay. it and he writes a message and then they send it. Right. She said, they said they can't send it for her. And she, she asks them to, if she can send one, but they don't end up doing Correct. that. Correct. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, but yeah, because of all that stuff, um, she has lots of feelings and she's like, need to save mom. And so the whole, the whole, she, she's like, is going to go out on the, bridge that was recently built connecting islands but to try to get to a doctor yeah it isn't um working or it's right not it's it's, it's not officially available for use yet but it does seem to pretty much be finished um and but because it's raining and everything that would be dangerous because there's strong winds and waves crashing and stuff like that she ends up getting help from the guy who has the scooter and he's going with her um but then they're they're making their way and a tarp comes and hits their bike and and they can't get it off or whatever but, but then she before she left she tried to talk to the the goblins about helping and they're like we can't we'll get in trouble um and then while she's out trying to get across the bridge they have a conversation where they're like if she dies, we're also going to get in trouble. So isn't it fine if we help her and are breaking the rules, 
but it's to save her. So they reason with that that they can go help her. And then they also, but they're like, what can we, just the three of us do? And mommy's like, well, we have friends. And so they get all of those spirits to come with them too. And all of them go and help. And they like form this big, like, thing that's shielding them from the rain and stuff. Yeah. And like that whole... All of that was great. (laughs) Just the fun animation, the, Mm -hmm. the, the peril of the scene leading up to where they start helping. That was scary. Yeah. And then the triumph of them helping, but then they still like the, uh, a thing falls and hits the guy in the face. And so then he can see it because it touched him and he like faints because he's so freaked out by that. So you like lands on the bike and is doing it like yeah they just keep throwing stuff and it's the whole scene's very fun yes and i guess what i love too is i still in a sense well because you don't play into the tropes even though momo ends up getting help the 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 guy on the motorcycle ends up being useless and it's really her spirits (laughs) and all the you know the spirit and guardians that are it's her determination and the friends that she made exactly and in that sense it reminds me of totoro was the little the youngest little one's name but anyway who just was gonna may is just gonna go and determine and again momo was gonna go one way or another she said and she literally said she has a line that i'm either going to get and save my mom or i'm Mm -hmm. gonna die trying no she's determined like she's she's like i'm not gonna let my mom die after i had a fight with her or and also like in general love my mom but like (laughs) and yeah and so they end up getting the mom to a hospital and stuff and and she's she's okay and then there's the scene at the end where they're sending out the little boats onto the water and stuff and her her mom apologizes for the slap um which good because don't slap your kids but then momo's like i deserved it it's okay and no you didn't momo (laughs) your parents shouldn't slap you even if they're very upset and i wish the the movie had made sure that it's like, no, it, you didn't deserve it, Momo. It just shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I wonder what the original text was. That was I, That's my actual only real how's it hold up thing is that, yeah. I, is that I wish that there had been a firmer line on the, no, honey, really, though, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, or just like, maybe not, I, didn't, I deserved it, but like, I said a lot of, like, I'm still sorry for what I said. Yeah, and it's like, I'm glad you're sorry, honey, but also I shouldn't have yeah. done that. <laughs> like, nothing you do deserves your parent hitting you um oh so the animation for those spirits and the scene with the storm was oh yeah was really cool oh yeah it was awesome so like in the that first giant like kind of watery one that's like on top but even before they kind of group up yeah yeah the uh the first time you see them they're just you know like these little forms but when you see them during the storm like they it looks like they are are being blown away kind of with the storm oh, a little yeah. bit like uh I guess just the, because they're not corporeal or like the the wind affects them and the animation is showing that. I thought that was Yeah, really yeah. Cool. That was really well done. I put the dad wrote back because the movie wanted me to cry just one more time. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was. The a little boat like comes back to shore and has the, the letter um, that her dad sent and also the blank letter that uh, Mame like was, was supposed write. to write. Yeah. And, and, um, she's holding it and it's just the letter that she's familiar with at first and then she pulls out the other one and and in that blank space appears a message from her dad basically saying i was i'm always i've always been proud of you and i love you that sort of thing um and then it disappears but she tells her mom what it says and her mom seems to more or less believe that she she's like straight into the point that sounds like him him. yeah Mm -hmm. um 
so yeah that that was another time that that movie made me cry <laughs> out of several um and valerie again it was like a third of the movie i feel yeah, like so emotional yeah um and then the and then the credits happen and Momo shows her mom that uh, that view at one point. Yeah. And there's the little so there's the little book. We don't need to explain all of it, but there's a little book where um, that the um, goblins maybe take their forms from, or I maybe it's like representative that. of their forms. It's not completely clear, um, but it's just them like walking down a road when she first looks at the book at the end of the movie, at, when the credits go it, it, like open, the book opens and you see that page and they have the little packs of stuff that they left with and they, yeah. see, and they all seem quite happy. <laughs> That's where I kind of, she sent the letter with them. They weren't supposed to take the letter, but I don't remember why. Ma- so that mommy was like, I don't remember the rules anyway. Oh, right. And so he takes the letter. So for he her. takes the letter for the father. So it wasn't in the sending ceremony like they were able to do with the letter, but they physically took it yes, with them. Yes, 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 and it, and and you know too, as I love the ending of this because again, I feel like there was really wonderful growth and reconciliation between Momo and her mother, yeah. but it wasn't like it was some perfect you know fairy tale ending. No, but you you had such an optimism that you know, they're on the right track. They're going to be okay. Yeah. And then again, I love, like you said, during the ending credits, how then they show kind of some things around town. Yeah. You also get to see her jump off and join yeah. her friends. Mm-hmm. Well, right before the the very end. Uh, so you had some good resolution. Yes. Yes. You okay, babe? I'm fine. <laughs> are you, are you shaking? Just, I know it's really, it's really emotional. Um, just such a well. I mean, to me, any any one... other spoiler stuff? Uh, no spoiler stuff. Yeah. All right, so spoilers are done with now. So let's talk about favorites. What is oh. your least favorite scene? Least favorite oh, that's favorite. Gonna be yeah. Hard. Everyone's like, someone oh. might have to go first because then I might have to copy it. I guess if I have kidding. if I have to pick a least favorite scene, even though it was fun, it was just so much. Is probably the boar scene. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It de- ultimately didn't add that much to have it go on as long as it did. Um, like ultimately, it ends up the her the view that she sees ends up coming back at, and during the credits um, of the movie at one point. But yeah, I mean, like it's a fun scene. Um, but I guess that's probably my least favorite. I didn't hate it or anything, but if I gotta pick a least favorite, probably that. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree. I think you maybe see their powers, like that he's able to be really fast or, or strong or whatever and the collar and the can fart, fart. solid i think it was a pretty good fart joke <laughs> yeah, kind of like, it, like, it like went slow-mo and he like had to pull up the thing and yeah just yeah. fart right on that boar's face yeah yeah yeah. i'm not one for pot of humor and yeah so valerie likes it when it's good and <laughs> yeah. i agree there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do yeah. it yeah i guess i i'm just gonna have to jump on this bandwagon i i, I would say that would be my least favorite scene too but, but again it's not like it was a bad scene. No, this not was at all. So wonderful. I just can't really think of anything that favorite scene. Favorite, favorite, favorite scene. I I can already answer, and it's the scene that sold me on the movie. It's the whole scene where they first directly talk to each other, um, where she where she's brandishing a broom and she gets their pass that lets them come down and threatening to break it, and they're like freaking out. Just 
all of that is like so funny and it wasn't any less funny this is probably the third time that i saw that scene because i rewatched the scene at least once too because uh, it's just it's very good it's very fun and i didn't even know what the context was the first two times i watched it but it's just a, it's such a fun scene i love that part uh i think i will go with when they're doing the the sending ceremony i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna jump to that too so one. i'm gonna i'm that's yeah yeah like oh i didn't even say they're doing that sending ceremony and then mame wants her to dance with them oh yes (laughs) and she doesn't want to do it and he gets so sad he looks like it's so big he's like a sad crying like it's like he just slapped a toddler is what he looks like he is so sad and she just keeps refusing and he gets closer and closer to the screen just looking so sad and of course she gives in yes exactly (laughs) he's like kind of scary looking but also cute looking it's scary cute and when you're like no don't be sad yes yes so you get to see them dancing and her like trailing behind and then he's like no you're not doing it right (laughs) you do this this and this and then you get to see them dance in uh do their dance, and then you see kind of the magic happen. So, yeah, that's also like a that very one. good scene. I actually was, I thought when you said sending, I thought you meant the boat, because I thought, I oh, don't know no. if the boat's on the water. If that's your favorite love, scene, yeah. but just don't talk about it no, in it depth. Is. No, it is. The, the scene at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying don't talk about it in detail, because spoilers, but you can say. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, to me, I just loved it, because even, too, is with the with the boats. It, you know, that's I've great. literally gone to the... Um, now, what was it called? The, the Lantern Fest. Yeah, yeah. I love, you know, like, even like on Tangled at the end where, you know, you right. have all the lanterns. It's just so this emotional. This was in boats out spirit, on the ocean you know, instead yeah. of into the air. But it's yeah. just so, so yeah, emotional and beautiful. And, and, and Definitely. And then that too is that kind of coming together and that re- resolution with she and her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good. No, that's fair. How about least favorite character? I don't dislike him, but the delivery guy... It's probably lower, lowest on the list for me. Just because uh, you could tell that he liked the mom. And I'm like, leave her alone. Like, she's she's newly widowed. Yeah, I'm trying to think if anyone would be lower for me. Yeah, probably him. Like, I like him. Like, he, yeah, he's fine. He ends Overall. up being fun and he has a real good, he had some real good stuff in the spoiler section. Yeah, I know. And so that's, that was early on. So I think, like, near the end, if, if anything were to happen with that, like, it makes sense. He did a lot for her, so. Kind of like the least favorite scene. It's not that he's a bad character. Right. It's just, comparatively, if you have to pick a lowest one, probably him. Yeah. But he was still fun. So, yeah, I guess he's probably my least favorite, too. What about you, Mom? I've just been racking my brain. I, I'm, I'm going to have to jump on this bandwagon, too, because I can't think of another character. I mean, again, I didn't dislike any character, so if I have to pick my least favorite. And again, for the same reason that you mentioned, Valerie, I don't want some... I don't want to know some, you know, man is... is you know, likes or fawning over or from, you know, old romance because she just was widowed. She's grieving. She needs time to heal. Yeah. Just yeah. leave her alone. Back off. You know. I mean, there's yeah. like those kids that the that we never, but we never really get to know them as characters. I don't yeah, think they even and, count. And like they as far seem, as characters. If they were mean to her, to the But her, no, they seem nice. No, they seem nice. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, come on, jump. And yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah, probably him. How about favorite character? Favorite. This one's also difficult. Yes. I get, I'm going to have to go with Momo because I just was so invested in her. It's fair. Um, she is I, a yeah, great title yeah, character. Just, yeah, yeah I, I have to agree. 
No, she's really, really good. Lots of growth. The animation and, like, decisions for her made her a really full character. Um, Yeah. No, I think I have to agree, too. But since we're all agreeing on that, second favorite character. Second? (sighs) But no, like, while you guys are thinking, yeah, Momo, she is in the title. She is the most important character, and she's great. Like, she is... Sometimes you have lead characters in movies and you're like, they're okay, but they're not the most interesting character in the movie. But no, Momo's the most interesting and dynamic and just great character in the movie. So she's great. I'd say my second favorite character is the little sister. I forgot what her name is. Umi? Yeah. Umi because she just reminded me of May and I love May (laughs) in some ways. But I even love how she squat down, how she could see the goblins, but also how she came to invite momo to things and just she's just such her a little cool voice character. actress uh, was... katsuki hashimoto i think she did a great job she like did. every time she it talked i was like just, oh you're adorable I, yeah. I just loved her i just loved how she i don't know was part of the little group her little brother's friend group but then just was so inviting to momo i loved yeah. her i liked mame he was fun yeah the little monkey uh goblin guy just his his shtick about not remembering things. Uh, his and, blank stare with his wide eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that had a pretty so good heart. Putting. Like compared to the other two, especially, he probably had the most good-hearted nature. Yeah, he did. And then he did. The one in one of the, I think he does uh, lick her leg early uh, on, but I don't think he meant anything rude by it. Yeah, <laughs> no. he uh, in 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 the montage where they're just hanging out. He was literally like hanging from a light yeah. by his toes. Yes. Like, he's just chill. He's just a weird, funky little guy. Yeah. I, I think he's kind of off putting. I yeah. think he's kind of tied with Kawa for me, and I think I just love Kawa's expressiveness. <laughs> like, he's just animated, so fun, and he's yes. such like, he's kind of just a snot. Yes. Like, he's just kind of. He's he th- he's seen, he's the one who thinks the most highly of himself. I think, even yeah. though Iwa definitely thinks highly of himself too. Mm-hmm. But like he'll he'll he's like blow drying his hair at one point, like because he wants to look his best. <laughs> like he's just he's that self centered, arrogant, expressive character, which I tend to like. Kind of like the main character in Klaus. Uh-huh. Um, I I, lo- I enjoy those sorts of characters. They're they t- especially in animation because they tend to be animated so vibrantly yeah mm-hmm. yeah so him, him and mommy are probably tied because mommy is also great don't get me wrong iwa you're great but we're talking about second favorites here. wait what is his name hmm? which was one the, kawa is the frog favorite? kawa kawa mommy's okay. the monkey and iwa's the like ogre guy okay, i really liked that his mouth was just, just like open, open all the, time. the whole time yeah this is hilarious yeah if Tim Curry were in this movie, who would he have played? Kawa. <laughs> you think him? He would you think make Kawa. a great Kawa. He'd make a great Kawa. Hmm. Do you think he'd make a better Iwa? I've, I'm leaning more towards Ooh. Iwa. Well, I don't know. I, I still will stick with There's Kawa. There's like a bombastic nature that I too. think he could have gotten. I feel like if he voiced Iwa, he would have to yell all the time. I feel like, not that that's even necessarily how they did it in this movie, but I feel like if Tim Curry were voicing Iwa and he, this character with his mouth open all the time, he just has to yell all the time. But in, in his Tim Curry voice. And, and I, then he I'm has down to do that it. dance. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I would go Iwa. I feel like he can sell the kind of domineering force that Iwa is sometimes. Well, okay. I can you know? see that. I can see that. Not that, not, that little... he, not that he couldn't do Kawa, but I feel like he'd make Kawa f- 
I think if he were Kawa, Kawa would feel pretty different as a character. Whereas I think he could do Iwa and still feel function the same. Fun- like function in that same role. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Funniest one for funniest choice though. Funniest? Yeah. I don't know. I think Iwa still. You think so? I think so. What if he voiced Mame? That would be interesting. Right? Right? Like th- just I don't think listen to th- listen to that in your ear. What just, is that even? Just like a yeah. oh, I forget all the time. I what don't if know. what if he voiced the the dude who likes the mom, the delivery guy? That's yeah. what I was thinking as, mm. as another pos- possibility. That could co- that be that'd be interesting. Yeah, I think I'd like him more. Yeah. I'm only you know Tim Curry need to be in more today. of these because yeah. then we're gonna fall in love with these characters more. Three mistake. I can't do this voice, but I can hear it in my head. I think I I. I'm pretty strong Iwa. No, I'm yeah. strong on Iwa for actual, but for funny, I think he'd be pretty funny as the as the guy who likes the mom. Okay. The yeah. boars. <laughs> <laughs> Just making boar noises. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And I'm going to jump ship. I'm going to say who would I want then the most? Yeah, the guy that plays, that likes the mom. The, you think the so? The delivery guy. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, let's go to overall consensus. Um, I think it's safe to say we all definitely 100% recommend the movie. Yes. Who wants to be the first to rate the movie? Oh, hell. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, hell. <laughs> there it is. Oh. You do it so well. Well, hell. It's well, hell. That's well, right. Well, Um, uh, 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 do you have the ratings, the previous ratings? You want me to pull up the previous ratings? Yes. Bro? I don't want to no, like. No, I'm, mine's gonna, I know I'm already either going to be a 4.75. Do I want to go all the way up to five? I don't know. It was I mean, so. Yeah, there wasn't really anything bad about it. There was it. nothing. There were no real isms. I love the animation. I, I love the voice acting. I love the story. Again, to me, what makes something so enjoyable is a yeah, re- okay. rich, compelling story. And this was just so well done. It had me so emotionally invested. Talk about an incredible journey that, um, you know. Mama went through just beautiful. I mean, but just so. So compelling. what are you going with? Got to make a final decision here. Have to commit. I'm gonna. Although you can also change it after we say stuff. You have done that before. I know. <laughs> I know. So you don't have to completely commit. I, I just got to start. Yeah. I just. I'm in. gonna step. I'm gonna go four point seven five just because Totoro, you know, has such a place in my heart mm. that I, I I can't give them both five. I don't know. I mean, a five is basically perfection. I know. So, and so very close to it. Yes, very close. But you're going to go with 4.75 4. 4. rather 7, than, 5. I don't know, 4.8 or 4.83. Can I go? No, I'm not going to do, I can't He wants to do a 4.83. Okay, <laughs> right. so I, I do not want to do a 4.83. I could do a 4.8. I can do a four. Yeah, I'm not like trying that. to actually pressure like you into no, it. No, actually, I want to do that. Okay. Well, like, yeah. Mom's satisfied with 4.8. How about 4. you, babe? Ugh, I don't know. I think I think out of the movies that we've seen, this one has probably made me cry the most. Fair. Because <laughs> uh, that, that makes it better, right? I don't, I don't know. It's very emotional. Because <laughs> Klaus made you cry quite a bit, too. Yeah, but this one is a lot. No, you were crying for like a full third of the movie. Yeah, it it's like, like a full grief movie. <laughs> yes. It's like the process of grief. And there's movie. lots of fun, funny stuff, That's too. That's true, but... but... But there's it's that, kind of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, that grief is always under there because mm-hmm. of, of the inciting incident. So 
Yeah. But... I mean, fundamentally, it's a movie about a mom and a, and a daughter coming to grips with the death of, yeah, of the exactly. father. Like, that's what it's fundamentally about. So that is a sad, underlying well, emotional premise for this whole thing. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll do... We'll do 4.8 as well. Let's, let's mm-hmm. do that. All right. And I'm I'm going to go 4.75, not to be contrarian, but just because I like to keep to my 0.25s <laughs> here. So that's my highest. You're a woman of principle. That's my, <laughs> yes, that's my highest without doing a five. So 4.75. I what? feel, no, it's great. Um, I have very few issues with it. Um, yeah, no, it's a great movie. And I was right to be as excited about watching it as I was because it was great. And you should is, watch it. I, I think this is questions. the closest we've ever sure. been. Point five. Uh, okay, one, there was a mention of a hamster kitten. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea what that there. was. <laughs> it was like someone said it had to do with your hamster kitten idea, right? It was like Iwa oh, talking was, to Kawa or Kawa talking, talking yeah. to Iwa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like hamster kitten. I think it was Kawa talking to Iwa because Iwa was coming, had a plan or whatever. And Kawa was like, yeah, like your hamster kitten plan. Which, yeah, know. what is that? I, I want know. the story. <laughs> Two, the clock. Yes. yes. Why did the clock start ringing? That's, the clock was very... I'm, I'm, we must be. I think we'd have to there. watch it again because it was it was throughout. So it's definitely a theme. I just had an idea. Is this spoilers? Could be. <laughs> you can cut it. Into Say spoilers. it, and I'll cut it if it's spoilers. Because okay, because, I might try to cut the, it and paste the season or whenever the time period that they said it stopped. I think was around the time that the dad died. So I wonder if hmm. it stopped when the dad died, and it's and it. Okay, started again. you don't have to say anything more because we can intuit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Possibly. That could be. No, I think I think when whenever we eventually rewatch this, that because we'll have was, to be watching for the clock symbolism. Yeah, because at, at at another point they had I guess put another clock, and it looks like they were at the same time. So I didn't know if the clocks had stopped at the same time or it just happened to be the right time. Yeah, I'm not sure. So yeah, I think we missed something there. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a, a purposeful recurring element. Yeah, like it was it was called out in the movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm curious because the the clock started at some point or, mm-hmm. or chimed, so that seemed like an, an important thing that I wasn't quite sure. Uh, I think that was it. All right. Well, this was a great time, and next time we're going to learn a secret from some Kells. I'll just I mean I'm basically just set the title yeah, of the thing. Gosh, it's okay. fine. I don't know how to, I haven't seen it. So like when I see the movie, I can more better be subtle about what it is. But when I haven't seen it, what do I have to go on? I don't know what Kells are, so see it keeps Well, we'll me. find out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Okay. Bye. 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 Love you guys. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. 
Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Thanks for listening!